Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. You know, we've gotten through the Labor Day holiday, and uh, we wanted to take some time to kind of uh, look forward and think and talk about some of the things we'll be looking for uh, through the balance of the year in terms of updates to data, basically, that we think are really important. You know, when we look back, gosh, since the beginning of last year, we've been focused on inflation, we've been focused on Fed policy and the economy. And of course, those things are in focus, but I want to expand it a little bit, get a little bit more into the detail of what we'll be looking for. And, I, and I'll get to this at the end as well, but really, in part, Of course, it informs market levels, where stocks and actually bonds going, but also it informs how likely we'll see an increase in volatility, and we actually think we will see an increase in volatility. So let's get into some of the things that we're tracking uh, as we look uh, through the balance of the year. So first, as I mentioned, is inflation. So interestingly, um, for the last number of months, but let's say the last three months, for example, The consumer price index, the monthly number, averaged 0.16%. Now, why is that important? Well, 0.17% is the monthly equivalent of the Fed's 2% target. So what that's saying is, hey, the trend over the last three months is we're back to the Fed's 2% target. Actually, when we look at the producer price index, it averaged zero over the last three months. So that's well below the Fed's 2% target. So again, what this is saying is, hey, we've seen a trend that inflation has cooled. I think everybody would agree the Fed's going to want to see a longer trend, uh, but that's pretty good news, yet we're going to have to monitor inflation pretty closely. As it relates to those two indices, the consumer price index and the producer price index, those come out, think in round numbers, middle of the month. So we'll get four more readings, middle of September, October, November, December, and that'll be super important. Next up, uh, and the second part of, if you will, the Fed's dual mandate besides prices is, is jobs. And uh, and basically, the job market, therefore, is something that we're going to keep a close eye on. Um, and, and, and what the Fed's looking for, actually, is uh, less about wanting to maximize jobs. What they're looking for is sort of the opposite in the near term, which is they want a looser or softer uh, job market. And, and the reason is that when jobs are really tight, that is a f- fuel for inflation. So they've been looking to see the job market uh, loosen up. We've seen a slowdown. So think of it as new jobs being created. There's been a slowdown, um, but certainly not to the level that the Fed would consider uh, uh, soft. And so there's an expectation that we want to see more of that, you know, a a slowdown. And for example, probably what will come with that is uh, increased unemployment filings. So again, that, those numbers have gone up from their lows in that case, but you know, probably more to come. So those are the two inputs. If those are the Fed's dual mandate, um, those are the two inputs that, that inform the Fed as they think about setting policy. So of course, the, ne- the next thing we'll be k- keeping an eye on is Fed policy uh, that we learn mostly from their meetings. Um, so there's a, a meeting concluding on September 20th, another concluding on December 13th. And uh, when those meetings finish up, they, of course, release an, a policy update. They have a 
press conference, release a statement, all those things. And, you know, like most, we'll be kind of evaluating all that. The The expectation is the Fed isn't going to do anything with interest rates. They won't change their Fed funds rate, but they could surprise. And I don't think they're going to surprise and cut, but they may surprise and hike another quarter point. We don't think so, but it may happen. Now, the other thing that we'll get uh, in this case in October and November are minutes from other meetings, or from meetings, I should say. And that, and the spirit of that is just to say, hey, now we get to dig into the details. It just takes them a little while to publish those. And uh, we get to dig into the details of uh, these meetings and, and, and sort of the debate that was going on during the meetings. And that's sometimes informative. So Fed policy will be important. Now, the consumer has been robust. The consumer has been more active than was anticipated. And so keeping a track of the consumer is really important because it's been the, the, the consumer has been the fuel for economic growth. Um, and I, I should say, you know, the economy was stronger in the first half of 2023 than was anticipated. Again, much uh, the result of consumer activity. So, you know, things like retail sales, uh, once again, we get those roughly the middle of the month. Uh, and then sentiment, we'll get a few readings on consumer sentiment between now and the end of the year. And so the spirit of this is just to say, hey, we kind of expect a slowdown. We got to look for and watch for a slowdown. But the consumer has surprised everyone in terms of remaining active and robust. Uh, and um, and again, there's sort of talk of some data coming out where things might be slowing, but but really not so much so far. So we'll keep an eye on that. Now, what's been striking um, and maybe not surprising is that um, on the business side of the economy, things actually have already slowed down. And, um, and so what we're kind of monitoring is, is are things going to stabilize? Could it get worse? Might it get better? And so there are things like the PMI indices, so purchasing managers, indexes, uh, PMIs. Uh, there's surveys of business leaders and then basically gauge uh, business activity. So that'll be an important uh, factor. Uh, there's things like small business sentiment, uh, things like watching credit conditions and, and whether capital expenditures are slowing further, that kind of thing. But you know, bottom line is we've got to keep an eye on, on businesses. Um, now, a little bit far from um, you know, the consumer and businesses directly is the federal government. And kind of the punchline here is that our, our key strategist, Brian Gardner, who focuses on D.C. activity, uh, has the view that there's a reasonable probability that we'll actually have a government shutdown at the end of this month um, because there's the, the need for a bunch of legislation to get passed to keep the budget going, keep the government going. And as Congress comes back, both, number one, do they have the time to do that? But number two, as ever, it'll be pretty partisan, pretty uh, heavy in terms of negotiation, and those kinds of things take time. And so, um, again, something that we'll be keeping an eye on. Now, finally, I mentioned that this the first half of... Uh, 2023 was more robust in terms of economic growth in the U.S. than was anticipated. So, of course, everybody's watching for a slowdown, and that, I guess, captures the last thing we'll keep an eye on up to the end of the year and, and beyond, right, in terms of the, um, the, uh, the growth of the economy. And, um, and everyone's expecting a slowdown. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that, as, as will we keep an eye on volatility. 
So um, I mentioned all this in part. Um, we really sort of anchored this episode on the idea there's all this stuff going on. There's all this data coming out. And there's sort of the idea of what's expected, the, the consensus view. And then when things happen differently than that especially, that can trigger volatility. So for example, if some important data point comes out and things are better than expected, markets might trade up. Uh, if, of course, they're worse than expected, that could be uh, a trigger for the market to go down. And it's this idea that, that market volatility may increase that we're also focused on. Now, it does remind us of one sort of final uh, point that I wanted to bring up. And this is a, a concept that we talk about uh, from time to time. Uh, but the idea is to say, look, when it comes to market timing, that's really hard to do. The idea of saying, I know when I think I want to get out of the market, then I know when it's the right time to get back in. Just history would show that, that is, uh, there are almost nobody that's really good at that, or very few people. Um, uh, and, and so the bottom line is, you know, you hear that sort of adage, you know, a long-term investor should stay invested for the long term, but it's really informed by how difficult that market timing is. And, and so one analysis we like to look at, which is a little dramatic, uh, but it still really emphasizes the point is, hey, let's look at a, the growth of $1,000. So let's say we go back 20 years and we invest in the S&P 500, just that index, for 20 years. Uh, and we wait and see how, how much we have at the end of 20 years. That, that number is basically over $6,800. The number specifically is 6879 and again, that's just a, an index return. So the actual results will be a little different, but in that sort of rough neighborhood, right? You, you, your money's up over sixfold uh, conceptually. Um, uh, now, if you, let's say that you were market timing though, and you just happen to miss the top 10 trading days. Um, so you were, you were timing, you just got out on the top 10 trading days. Your, your value would fall by more than half, so it would be a little over $3,100. And then if you miss the top 30 trading days, just 30 out of 20 years, your value would fall to $1,241. So very little return uh, of a thousand, on $1,000 over that time. So that's sort of a framework that we use to remind ourselves and sort of share with clients that timing uh, timing the market's really hard and the phrase we've we've kind of captured or thought about is time in the market is better than timing the market so listen that's what we wanted to cover in this uh, post labor day uh, episode thank you so much for listening uh, and we'll look forward to coming back uh, in in future episodes thanks so much Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.